It is another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Jamesy, what's up, bud? What up? One-on-one today, just me and James. Just uh, trying to get everybody prepped over here because football is back, baby. Here we are. We uh, took right. off before uh, we did the AFC preview, so we're going to do a quick NFC shout-out and then uh, some week one picks, which is pretty crazy to freaking think about. So... James, are you ready for me? Yes, sir. All right. I let's see. Should I get the sheet pulled up? Pull up. Good, good potting, good potting, good potting myself. Um, all right, NFC North. I'm gonna go over seven and a half for the Packers, over seven and a half for the Bears, over nine and a half for the Lions, under nine and a half for the Vikings. And I am going to go. I think the Packers are going to win this division. I uh, I think okay. love could be decent, and I don't. The Lions got to prove it to me first. I think everyone's kind of in love with them. Um, I think they'll definitely be good. I obviously went over nine and a half, but I think the Packers um have some things to prove. Um. Uh, Jamesy, we're going to have a special guest here for a second. Um, Love it. You have over Packers, seven and a half, under under Bears, seven and a half, over Lions, nine and a half, and under Vikes, nine and a half. Talk me through this a little bit. I'm I'm falling into the Packers hype, and you know I love – I just love Aaron, so I really hope it works out for the Packers. Because I think that he acted like an ass for the last two years he was in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I think Chicago is probably a year away, one more year of getting quality people in there around fields. And if he can actually throw the ball, it would be good. I was going to say, do you believe in Justin Fields, though? That's the question. We're going to find out more this year. He's got to throw the ball a little bit better. Um, I remember the Minnesota thing. I honestly, I kind of want to go over with them, but I don't think I can have three teams go over in this division. So I picked under, but I think they're going to be really close. Um, new defensive coordinator, which I do think is going to help them. Um, but they did have a lot of luck last year. I was going to say, what, they won 11 games last year and they were all within like... Yeah, they were 11-0. and Yeah. Um, so you're saying that there can't be three teams that go over their win totals? Because I definitely have that. Not in this division. They stink. There's, there's just no way. Yeah, but the seven and a half lines, I feel like for the Packers and Bears are are a little low. Like I, I, I don't know. I may switch on the Bears going under on the seven and a half because I think if you win six games, that's still an improvement from last year. And I don't know if it might be a little too early in the pod to do everyone's favorite segment. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch it to under on the Bears seven and a half. Doesn't it just um, feel like they're gonna everybody's gonna split every game that's kind of how i feel about this division i mean it's gonna we'll find out pretty quick on sunday with its bears packers literally week one so we'll get to that we'll get to that game too i have that list as one of the ones i want to talk about but uh but yeah i mean they yeah. could they could all be just and the line, enough and the line's a damn pick them so it's yeah yeah it's a pick the lions chiefs is pick them now no, for for Bears Packers, it's like a one point spread. Oh, the line, the line. I think you said the Lions was a pick 'em. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh line, no, no, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, it could be. 
exactly what you said, where they just kind of beat each other up and the home team wins every game and um, they may be kind of mediocre, but. Uh, she'll be back. Um, NFC South, AFC, NFC South. We uh, went into the detail now in one of our midsummer pods. Uh, we talked about the Falcons and the Panthers for on detail. I'm going over Falcons. Um, eight and a half. Under Panthers, seven and a half. Over Saints, nine and a half. Under Bucks, six and a half. I think the Saints win this division. Uh, they got a good defense. I think Carr could find a resurgence. And um, the Falcons are going to be frisky. And I don't believe in Frank Fudge and Reich. And I think the Bucks are might be the worst team in football. Oh, that's a shot. What? Their defense is good. The Bucks. Yeah, they got all their dudes. Who are their dudes? They may trade them four games in. Who are their dudes? They got all those guys from two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Most of those guys are back. But I, I don't. Baker stinks. Right. So I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I really think this under Carolina may be like the lock of the year because I think Frank stinks. Yeah. For those of you listening at home, my son has joined the pod. It's his first has pod ever. A clean podcast? Yeah, it's been clean. It has. That's remarkable. I'm not going to put the explicit on this tag. So thank you very much. Wow. Okay. We got right. both. We'll take him upstairs. Both Jamesies in the house here. Okay. Love it. <laughs> okay. Appreciate the namesake. Yeah. Okay. Well, this will be fun. All right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I, I'm thinking Saints are going to win this division. You you said we were saying though before we got cut off. I think, I think Carolina is really going to stink, and I think the Falcons and the Saints is going to come down to a tiebreaker. They're both going to be nine and eight, and the Falcons are going to somehow win it. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I think. It's either going to be Falcons or Saints, and I mean it really could be a toss up because like we talked about on the. Schedule preview that uh, both teams you know, have pretty easy schedules. I think that the overs are going to hit, um, and it probably just comes down to a head-to-head matchup of who's going to win the division, honestly. So, um, all right, NFC East. I got under 10.5 for the Cowboys. I think that line is egregious. Um, over 7.5 for the Giants. Over 11.5 for the Eagles. And I'm going to actually switch mine on the over on the comms. I think they uh, have kind of changed my tune on them. Over six. Um, and it looks like you you took every over that there was. Dude, so, I think I think Dallas is good other than I kind of hope they're kind of like the Chargers for me. I wish they would just like start 0-2 and, and then fire McCarthy right away so we can just get rid of that fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. He stinks. Yeah. But their team is good. They have a shitload of talent. They have the best defensive player in the league by far. Right. I think they're going to be good. I think Giant Dable is probably a top five coach. He's really good. Giants are going to be good. The Eagles are still awesome. And the Commanders, whose coach is also an idiot, but they have a lot of talent also. It just seems like they're going to hang around. Yeah. I just don't know if it's physically possible for all of them to go over. I mean, it very well could be. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not that smart to know whether that that's possible or not. But uh, basically, got they got to win all their games outside their division. Right. Um, 
So yeah, I agree with you, except for everyone except for Dallas. I just uh, I think Dak stinks. I mean, if they yeah. they stumble out of the, of the gate and McCarthy gets fired, I mean, I I think it's probably a little premature that they would try and go to turn uh, Trey Lance, depending unless Dak gets injured. Is he the only? Um, who was that quarterback that like won five games for him last year? Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Is he still there? Nope. Where'd he go? I don't know, but I don't think he's in Dallas. Let me look. Because I, I mean, I think it's his Dax, Dax year. If he doesn't make it this year, then he they could start looking in another direction. Because I feel like they're paying him a lot of money uh, to not really do anything. So I think ten and a half is a lot. I don't really know. Their weapons aren't really that much to be desired. I mean, obviously, I think Tony Pollard's great, but he hasn't proven to be the guy yet. He could break down over time. They really only have C.D. Lamb. Brandon Cooks is still only like 28 or 29 years old, I think, which is crazy because he's been on like six teams, but he's not been great for about five or six years. And they lost Dalton Schultz. I don't know. I just don't think their offense can really – I mean, their defense, I agree, is going to be probably top – upper echelon. Um, and I just don't know if Dak can really lead the offense to where it needs to be to get at least 10 and a half to get 11 wins. I feel like that's, that's a great season. Obviously that's not a surprise to anybody, but uh, I think they're going to be more middling. I think they'll, I mean, more of like a nine and eight type of thing. So, I mean, not too far off, but uh, it's, it's hard for me to go over 10 and a half on them. But yeah, I, do, I feel like if they're anywhere close to nine and eight, that McCarthy will be fired midseason. Yeah. Yeah. If they miss the playoffs for sure, he's gone. Yeah. Cooper Rush <laughs> is still there. He's he's second, he's back in quarterback. He is still there. He's still there. So Trey Lance is gonna be the third string for the Cowboys instead of for the Niners. Is that what we're saying? What it looks like, yeah. Okay. Um also I changed no, my... I, I... go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You change your tune on him. Uh the comms, I think Sam Howell. I mean, I think I made these picks a couple weeks ago, and I, for whatever reason, I don't know, I just feel like he could be slinging it around and just no one's really talking about him, and they have really no pressure on him outside of a bumbling idiot for a, uh, a head coach. And I like their skill position, and their defense is, is halfway solid, I think. Obviously, it's going to come down to the division games. Um I think they probably have an easier non-conference. I don't have that one up in front of me either, just because I don't really want to go straight down the uh, the segments just yet. But uh, six and a half is a low number for me that I think is uh, is easily achievable. And if he stinks, our favorite guy, we are a pro Jacoby Pod. He's their backup, so I mean he can win seven games by himself. Yep. So, all right, NFC West. We got. Uh, I got. Cards under four and a half, Rams under six and a half, Niners over ten and a half, Seahawks over nine and a half. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory for me. I think the two teams in this division, um, along with the Bucks, are probably going to be the two worst in football, which is evident with the lines that they have. Four and a half is a very low number, but they are throwing Josh Dobbs out there um, with really no one to throw it to. And they traded one of their better defenders for a seventh-round pick. And I think they're just jockeying for Caleb Williams or Drake May next year, quite honestly, and then going to say goodbye to Kyler if I if I would be 
uh, have my crystal ball out there. But um, Rams, I, I don't really know what to think here. Cooper Cup already isn't going to – could he go on IR supposedly? So that's not really going to bode well for them. And I don't even know why Stafford came back, quite honestly. Um, so I think six and a half is, is low. And I don't think they're going to get have, get over six and a half, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So go ahead. Uh, Arizona is going to stink tremendously. New coach. They're starting Josh Jobs. They announced today that's going to be a disaster in week one on the road. Um, yeah, you, they're not going to be You went over four and a half. I went over. Yeah. That was a typo. Okay. Um, I'm also going under on the Rams. Okay. They also um, on that. The Ram, have you seen their roster? They, I, they are I know that you have Cam Akers on your fantasy team, and I don't know why. Uh, he he's just happened to fall to me. They okay. they literally they have like 30 undrafted dudes on their team just to field their roster because they haven't made a pick in like four years. Yeah, like it's they're going to be they may be the worst team in football, honestly. Cooper Cup, he's going to go on IR for the first four games. He just may not play this year at all, honestly. I would say, what's the point? Like it's the same thing they did last year where he was yeah. put on IR. It's like he probably could have come back, but what's the point when you're winning two games? Yeah, I could see him not playing. San Francisco, I think, is going to be awesome. They're probably the most talented team in the league. You have and, them under 10 and a half, though. What's that? Yeah, modify that one too because you have them under 10 yeah, and a half. These are typos. Okay. Three in a row typos. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Seattle is also going to be good. I'm a little leery of their defense. Um, Jamal Adams is out for week one. But I do think their offense is going to be awesome. Yeah. I think their defense is kind of sneaky. Um, they got some young guys, though. They got some young corners that are good. Um I think nine and a half is low. I think they could win that division. Actually, I have them winning the division with you. So I, I'm I'm with you on that one. So um well, and they're gonna get four wins when they play Arizona and LA. That's four wins for 49ers and Seattle. So all right. Well, that's the season previews. Maybe we'll do um playoff picks um later on when it gets a little bit into the season. Um who are kidding? Probably not. But I mean, we don't have really enough time for that because we got time for week one here, James. And we've got some Wessel specials for those of you listening uh, that have been with us for a few years. You know, that's a, uh, a favorite specials for your boy Jamesy here. But first, we're going to do a couple of the games and a couple of the lines um, for week one. We fucking made it. So here we are. Um, Chiefs. And all their injuries and their holdouts are still laying four and a half is what I saw last um, for the Thursday night game tomorrow uh, against the Lions. Who you got here, Jamesy? You know how many games Travis Kelsey's missed in the last 10 years? Zero. He has missed one game. One game due to due – to, it was actually COVID, not injury. He was in the COVID protocol in 2020, week 16. They were playing Pittsburgh. Do you know the score? I'm guessing the pit, the Steelers blew him up. Okay. The Chiefs won 36 to 10. Okay. That's when the Travis Steelers. Kelsey's that was Ben Big Ben's last year. They stunk then. Okay. I'm just saying the last time 
He didn't play. The Chiefs won 36 to 10 because Mahomes is fucking awesome. Well, they also had Tyreek Hill then. I mean, okay. They did. I can see it. Do you remember the postulate though? I do. But this is you're you're never gonna get the Chiefs for four and a half again the rest of the year. When are they only gonna be four and a half point favorites? I don't know. And are we sure, are we sure the Lions are good? I think I think MCDC is gonna have the boys juiced up. No, I think so too. I, I think the Lions are good, but I'm just saying if you're gonna take the Chiefs, they're at home. This is the time. Yeah. I may not pick them against the spread the rest of the year because they're gonna be like seven or eight point fucking favorites every time because they're so good. Right. But I think they're gonna whip the Lions ass personally. Okay. I think I got the Lions here. Um this is the Lions year. Everyone's gassing them up. They kind of got their pieces in place. They drafted their guys. They got Jameer Gibbs. Amon Ross St. Brown's going to go off this year. And I think they're going to be coming in uh, ready to, um, to spoil some nights for the for the Chiefs. And I feel like the Chiefs, I mean, they've done this before, though, where they've kind of fucked around early on the season. Like, they lost to the Colts last year early on. You know, like, obviously, it's a long season. I don't even know if Kelsey's going to play. Like you said, it may not matter because they've beat the brakes off the Steelers two and a half years ago. But um, I feel like the Lions have a lot to prove tonight, and the Chiefs know that it's a long season. Um, so they may not – you know, Chris Jones probably isn't going to play unless they get a deal done tonight, which even then the guy hasn't been in training camp all season. So I don't, I don't even know if that's even physically possible to play the very next day after not even practicing once for the last month and a half. So hasn't, I, hasn't, hasn't, hasn't he been doing a hold in? I think that's that Wilkins guy on the, on the dolphins. I think, okay. So that wasn't him. I think Chris Jones has actually been, uh, holding been out. out. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, next is the biggest game of the week. We got, uh, the new look Indianapolis Colts. We are a Colts pod. Unfortunately, we'll have our Colts correspondent with us tonight. Um, Getting five points at home against the Jags, who have just been their kryptonite. They're luckily not in Jacksonville, or else that would be a no-brainer loss. Although the Colts haven't won an opening uh, week one game since, I think it's 2014. I think it's going on nine years now, if I remember right. Um, A lot of, a lot of uh, hype around the Jags this year. Um, I think I did choose – actually, no, I don't think I did choose. I think I got the, the Titans to win the, the division from the last time we had a pod. I This was probably more of my heart than my head. I think the Colts can oh, – who am I fucking kidding? They're not going to keep this. They're going to get blown out. Five points isn't all that much. <laughs> like, I think the Jags are going to be proving themselves to be for real. And Lawrence is going to toss. I mean, the Colts have so many inexperienced corners out there this year that Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are going to dice their asses up, and it's not going to be pretty. So I'm going to actually change my pick. Then go Jags minus five. Do you agree with that, obviously? Yeah, I don't think. We talked about the Rams roster. The Colts are right there for worst fucking roster in the league. They're going to be bad. Last time we talked about the Colts going over and they were going to surprise people, I don't think they have a shot in hell. I think they're going to be bad. Now, yeah. people are going to watch on Sunday because – and I, I'm going to watch too. Just because – is Richardson good? Like, people are going to watch this game and probably next week to find out. Well, 
Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's kind of scary that he's a week one starter and he only played 13 games in college and he wasn't really even good then or other than running the ball. I mean, right. yeah, I think it's, if he if he has a Justin Fields like season where he kind of stinks as a thrower but has some electric 80 yard touchdown runs, I think you call that a decent year, you know? Yeah. Trying and- to put around him. He's got, they have three fucking active wide receivers on their team. Like Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, and some bum off the street. I don't know. who They have no one for him to throw to. So, like, and your best player is, you know, I don't even want to go down that road of Jonathan Taylor of just doing whatever the God, God knows what. So, I mean, they've really not done any many favors of, like, trying to put the offense around him to, like, be successful so it's not all revolving around him because it is going to be on him, I think, at the way at the way that it's constructed right now. So, I'm so glad you phrased it the way you did about Fields. Do you, Fields was awesome the last nine weeks, right? Right. Well, I think you know the Bears that, record that uh, it's that Getzy guy that used to be on the on the Packers, but they finally just tailored the offense around him, which I think that I would think that Steichen is smart enough to do. You know, they drafted him. This is his first year as a Colts coach. Obviously, you would think that they right. would draft this guy. Like, hey, we're going to revolve the offense around what he does well and do these. RPOs and have him get out in space and make plays with his legs. I, I would like to think that's what they would make sure that the offense revolves around. What were you going to say though? You, you're right about all that. Do you know the Bears' record the last nine games? <laughs> I think. I mean, you. I mean, I feel like that's going to be a carbon copy of the season. Like they're going to stink. It could get interesting. Richardson should have some awesome plays, and they'll probably lose yeah. lose thirteen games. Yeah, the the Bears record the last nine games was zero and nine. By the way, yeah, and and Fields was awesome, and they were zero and nine. Right. So I think that's uh, a harsh reality that uh, we're going to face. Now, love to hear Hart's argument. He made the Colts pick, although he's not here to defend himself. So we may have to grill his ass when the Colts get their tits blown off. Uh, as my son is no longer in earshot. So. <laughs> All right. Next one we got. I thought I'd get a little more, uh, a little more difference in opinions on these picks. Um, I got the Dolphins at LA Chargers getting three points. Um, I we all have the Dolphins here. I guess just to let the cat out of the bag here. I think the Chargers. I mean, this is going to be the most interesting. I, I mean, these are two high-powered offenses. I think Tiger Kill and Waddle are obviously what they are. Tua is a wild card to me. Um, we'll see what the Dolphins defense looks like. Um, I think they're going to keep this close. It's going to be probably a 41 to 35 type of game. Um, but I think the Dolphins are going to be a good team this year as, as I do the, the chargers. So I, I mean, it's really kind of a toss up for me, but I'll take the points. Um, yeah, I, the, honestly, we, everybody says two is a question mark. The only question mark for Tua is the concussion thing because when he plays, he's awesome. Right, right. He's awesome. If he stays healthy, if he if Tua plays 15 games, Miami is probably going to win 10 or 11 of them, and they're going to be really good. Yeah. His only question mark is, is if I'm going to get hurt. Right. My biggest question right. with Miami is I got a couple guys out on defense who are already hurt, but they do they did hire Vic Fangio as a defense coordinator who's awesome. Yep. But the Chargers hired – Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator, who who is also supposed to be pretty good. So it's yeah. like a, a battle of wills there, which one's going to prevail. Um, 
And the last time or last year when when the Chargers in Miami played, the Chargers did a great job kind of containing Waddle and Hill. Yeah. Held them to 17 points, um, doing some different things defensively. So if Miami can figure that out, I think they're in business. But if not, the Chargers are going to be right there. And this is going to be more low, low scoring than what we think if, oh. if Miami has how to beat them. Okay. Look at that analysis. Let's go. I like that take. Um, all right. On to, like we talked about, NFC North, Packers, Bears. We got Bears giving a point at home against just or Justin Jordan Love. I don't know if he's going to be good or not, but I just it's hard for me for a team that won what two games last year. Where they went three games, they won. They lost yes. the last nine, like you told us. To be giving a point, I know they revamped their team and they drafted well, and they got DJ Moore. Um, I, it's hard for me to have the Bears be favored. Um, I think the Packers are are still my favorite to win the division. Although one of our, you know, a glaring difference is uh, is there at quarterback, your your boy, and. I think he's actually uh, Jordan Love is actually going to play well within himself and kind of be the guy that the Packers need him to be. Um, he's not going to be Rodgers, but I think he's going to be a guy that's not going to be an arrogant prick who um, you know tries to be something that he's not and kind of plays within himself and probably runs the offense through Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and gets it to the tight ends and can air it out to Christian Watson every now and then. And their defense is is decent enough. Um, to the point where I'll take the one point against a Bears team that I think still might stink. Anything I else, think anything else you got on that? I think the Bears are your way, and I'm going to belabor the point again. And I and I want to say first, New York has more talent than Green Bay, but the way that Aaron acted like a fucking asshole for two years, like Green Bay had no talent, is so not true. They've got a ton of talent on defense. Yeah. Offensively, no, they don't have as much talent as the Jets do. They don't. Garrett Wilson is awesome, right? The running backs are awesome, and, and they're not as good. Green Bay is not as good as New York on offense. But they're not fucking slouches either. And I think Matt LaFleur is a better coach than Sala, no offense. Yeah. It was, it was really funny the other day. The Packers owner gave an interview and said, we're finally going to see Matt LaFleur's offense instead of just Aaron going up to the line. And, and Aaron's awesome. He won the MVP doing this. He won the MVP doing stuff he was comfortable doing. But now we're going to see Matt LaFleur's offense, which is from the same tree as Shanahan, right? right. All the things that he does with Debo and McCaffrey, you're going to see that with, with Aaron Jones and Dylan and all those dudes they have. And Jordan Love's been pr actually practicing this offense for three years. I just think they're going to be better than what people think. Their defense is going to be better than what people think. And I don't think Chicago's ready yet. Yeah. Yep. Good take. Uh, next one we got Dallas, uh, which I think is a Sunday night game at New York. Uh, Dallas, do I have is that right? Dallas favored three and a half. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe all you fuckers took the Giants. I thought I was going to be the only one to take the Giants. I was going to say that does not. Damn it! I mean, I, we already talked about Dallas for five minutes earlier. I just, I mean, they'll be good, right? But I think the Giants are obviously. Uh, a playoff team. They were the wild card team last year and went into Minnesota and, and got a playoff win. I think another year in Dable's offense with Daniel Jones, I think is 
got paid. Um, he's got actually some weapons around him now. Waller, I think, could have a big year. Um, Saquon finally got paid, so I think there's not going to be really any animosity. Everyone's kind of um, playing kumbaya right now on their team to the point where I think that they can just kind of keep the momentum going from last year. So I will most definitely take um, the points at home on a Sunday night game against your heated rival um, to show that last year wasn't a fluke. So I will take the points all day. Yeah, this was my – I thought this was going to be my surprise. Like, no one was going to pick New York. All you fuckers picked New York. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, a couple more games here. Uh, You added in a couple that I did not uh, write in, but I can give my live reaction. We got Niners at Pittsburgh. Niners giving two and a half points. Um, I think I'm going to go with you and say Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is another team that could be a sneaky surprise. Um, Kenny Pickett seemed like he played pretty well in preseason. And I think they got some studs on offense that if he plays within himself and can spread the ball around, their defense is good. Um, Niners, I mean, obviously they got pretty back, but I don't really know if he can do it again, honestly. I mean, they made a big move by trading the guy that was the number three overall pick who wasn't really that good and are putting all their faith in Brock Purdy and both had just signed today. So I, he, I would think would probably be ready to go, but who, who knows really how that, how that works out for the week of um, extensions. But uh, I will take the home puppies and take the Steelers plus two and a half. Anything else you want on that one? Yeah, we've, We've been lighting up the Giants or the the Lions' ass all off season because they finished seven and two to finish the season. So did the Steelers. They also finished seven and two to finish last season, and we're on yeah. fire. And and Pickens was awesome and all that stuff. It's like that you're going to find out if Pittsburgh is actually good because I think San Francisco might be the best team in the league. They definitely yeah. have the most talent. Bose is coming back to play. I think that's great for Pittsburgh. Let's find out if we're actually good or not in Week One. You're going to find out. Yeah, as a, as a sneaky potential, it'd be one of the better games of the week, I would say. It's the best game of the week, I think. I don't yeah. think it's close. I mean, I think that Dolphins-Chargers game kind of piqued my interest with just the offensive prowess, you know. But uh, um, sure. another – I mean, last one we'll get to here is another good one, which is an AFC North battle. You got Bengals-Browns, two teams that um, have high expectations this year. Obviously, the Bengals with Joe Burrow, you're always going to be – in your competitive window, like he said, Browns. I don't know about Deshaun, dude. I mean, obviously, this is. I mean, they've already paid him all his money, so it's not like he has a, a prove a year or anything. But I mean, you'd like to think at some point you're going to get a little return on investment of uh, the two hundred and thirty whatever fucking million that you gave the guy. Um, looks like you got Browns at home taking the points. Um, I know the Bengals have kind of started off slow the last two years. Uh I like to think Burrow's practicing today or yesterday, so he should be go for week one. Uh, I gotta go Bengals here. I I don't I gotta believe it till I see it uh, on the Browns. I know they kind of got another receiver in that Elijah Moore, so they their offense should be all right. I mean they're pretty I mean they're pretty well built as a solid team. It's just the Browns of the Browns, I guess, is what I'm gonna gonna end on. Yeah, I, th- I think both these teams are awesome. I think, like you said, Joe just started practicing yesterday. I don't love that. 
Cleveland's had a whole offseason. All their dudes have been healthy and all that. They're ready to go. If this is the, if this is it, this is the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got to start out with a win at home here. And like you said, Cincinnati does start show their own two last year. And what do they make an NFC championship game? Yeah, AFC. Right. AF, sorry, AFC championship game. Yeah. So that I, honestly, I'm I'm predicting they're probably going to start out zero and two, one and three, and then they're going to make it to the AFC championship game again. It's going to be them and the Chiefs because they're the two best teams there in that go. conference. But yeah, I'll, I'll take Cleveland on Sunday. All right, and then the last game, I guess we I don't have it on here, but I uh, feel like we need to talk about because we talked about it pretty much all episode with Aaron. You got the Jets at home getting two two and a half points against the Josh Allen Buffalo Bills Buffalo Beals. Um, I think there's going to be a little too much hype around the Jets and the hard knocks and Aaron Rodgers opening weekend. I think the Bills are coming in here and say, "Hey, motherfuckers." We're still the best team in the AFC, and we're going to blow the brakes off you. So I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half. I love it when we disagree because I think I'm going to take the fucking Jets. <laughs> okay. So you think you think Aaron's going to be ready for a fuck you tour or what? I do. I think he's got a little left in the tank. If they can just block enough for him, I think he's going to be okay. No. And I think I do think their defense is good. It is unclear if Salah is good or not. Like, McDermott's definitely a better coach than him. Yeah. But are we sure Buffalo's good? Dude, there's just, like, a little remnants of, like, they're right on the verge of just shitting down their leg. Yeah, I think this has got to be the year. I mean, you would think after week one that wouldn't be that much of a blow-up. But, you know, the Steph Diggs crap and all this kind of other drama. I mean, yeah. You know, once Von Miller comes back, he's on Pup. So, I, I think he kind of is the – the central leader on the defense. So if he comes back, you kind of get them, get them going where they want to be. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't disagree that it seems like they are starting to get a little restless because they should have gone farther than they, than they have the last two to three years that if they kind of start off slow, that things could start to get rocky. I don't disagree, but I just think for this game, they're going to be, um, I mean, both teams are obviously going to be ready to go to, to prove what uh, that this year is going to be the year. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun game for sure. Yeah. The Von Miller injury too. I mean, the Jets offensive line is the weakness and Vaughn is the main pass rusher for Buffalo and he's out. So that that's another reason to take New York, I think. And they're at home. All right, Jamesy, any other lines or props or anything that you have your eyes on to what the beak on for everyone's favorite, uh, Wessel special segment. No, we kind of we kind of hit the main ones there. We didn't talk about Atlanta, who I like, and I like Baltimore to kick the shit out of Houston. Also, all right. Well, anything else you want to talk about for NFC preview or Week One? Who do you like? Uh, what other game did we not talk about? I did have one. I had another, you know, one of my favorite segments. Fuck you, Jerry, if you if you wouldn't mind. But we can talk. Oh, about go it. ahead. Do it. Um, I got two minutes here. And I, I know every episode I always end it with. I don't know why the fuck I keep talking about this bullshit team. And they fired their two shitty general managers that have been with the team for 20 years because they're fucking loyal. And Jerry's 87, 80 fucking seven years old. And he finally fires these two motherfuckers that have just been mired in mediocrity is their own words that have done nothing about it. 
So you'd think that would be a day of celebration, right? Like, well, we celebrated for about 12 hours until we realized that all Jerry was going to do was not hold an actual normal interview process and bring people from outside the shitty, rotten-ass organization. But he's just going to promote some bum-ass guy who's been in the minor leagues, who's been the leader of our uh, minor league development because we've developed so many fucking minor leaguers so great over the last five to seven years that he's done so well at his job that he deserves to get promoted to be the the run uh, to run the franchise. So that's what we did. We have some bum ass guy who's never held the job before. Um, has really done a poor job of doing the job that he's had for the last five years. And Jerry's fucking reasoning is because it wouldn't be fair to the White Sox fans to try and get somebody else who would have taken a year to get all the bullshit, all the shit out of this team. So Chris can come in and hit the ground running and we can lose 110 games next year. But we, the, the transition would be so smooth and Jerry doesn't have a lot of time left on this earth, God willing. And um, soon enough, this will all be over. But until then, here we are. So another day, another dollar for Jerry fucking Reinsdorf. Fuck you, Jerry. My favorite segment. Anything else, anything else Jamesy? I think you end on that. All right. Love you. Good luck.